Nats and O's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Welcome in. It's another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Powered by Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. I'm Jared Stansberry. Later on in tonight's show, of course, we'll hear from Chris Williams, Brent Bloom, and Tim Mullen. They'll make their picks for the week. Tim will let us know what's going on down at Nebraska Furniture Mart, uh, and we look forward to uh, their weekly conversation with those guys. Uh, before that, though, we're going to talk with Cyclone Fanatic staff writer Connor Ferguson. Connor, how you doing tonight, man? Fantastic, dude. Anytime it's a Thursday, I can open up for Chris Williams and Brent and all the guys. Uh, I love it. Excited. Yeah, you're the opening act, so no pressure or anything i've done it before and I've, I've probably done it bad before so we'll switch up the uh tables to that uh all right let's talk about iowa state's upcoming game on saturday got oklahoma coming to jack trice stadium for an 11 a.m kick in ames uh oklahoma a team that is has kind of rode the roller coaster uh so far this season um with some you know some blowout losses to texas and tcu but then you know when they've had their starting quarterback he you know, they've, they've looked pretty good. And, um, I know you're a big, uh, Dylan Gabriel fan. What, uh, tell us about him. Maybe for somebody who has never watched him play, what does he bring to the table that has allowed him to have so much success so far this year? You know, it's, it's kind of odd. Cause I feel like some people take any quarterback that kind of popularized his name and, and made his brand. I feel like they, uh, specifically the ones from like the uh, group of five schools, but I feel like they take them and they kind of say like, Oh, two way star. He, he can run the football and Dylan Gabriel can, but he's not going to uh, by choice. You need to force him out of the pocket to get him to run. And he's not going to um, move there on his own terms. You know, it's uh, he's more of a pocket passer. He'll get it done through the air. He's incredibly accurate. He threw his first interception of the season against Kansas last week. Uh, and all these guys though, like, when you look at Coastal Carolina's uh, Grace McCall and Bailey Zappi for the Patriots, and it's just people talking about uh, how wild they can be and how dynamic of a player they are. And I'm not saying Dylan Gabriel isn't, but he's way more of a pocket passer than you normally see out of a group of five school. Well, that helps too when you've got some receivers like he does. Obviously, Marvin Mims is a guy that I think people are familiar with, uh, with the success that he's been able to have. Uh, during his year, his career at Oklahoma. And then Braden Willis is another guy that I was listening to uh, Brian Venables' press conference this week. And he talked a lot about uh, Willis, how impressed he's been with him in recent weeks, 20 catches, 312 yards, five touchdowns on the season. Uh, I mean, I, I just think that the thing for Oklahoma is, you know, I know they've played Kansas state, but I don't feel like they've seen a defense as good as Iowa state's yet this season. I mean, Oklahoma or Kansas States is pretty good. Texas is pretty good, but I think Iowa States is on a whole other level compared to even those teams. And I mean, the statistics back that up at this point as well. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point of the season, I had been saying like what a start the defense had had for five or six weeks. And at this point, they're just really, really good. Um, and I think, you know, as I wrote in that scouting piece, it's mm-hmm. another test for them against a dynamic offensive threat and, their status or their challenge is to go stop it. And seven times out of seven, they've done it. I know one of those was CMO and one was Ohio, but they've stifled just about every offense they've faced. They've done a fantastic job this year. Yeah. I wish this defense I saw the other day, seventh in the nation and stop rate right now, uh, well above, I think any other team in the big 12, uh, Iowa state also leads the, the league in all four major defensive categories. I don't know when the last time that happened, but Man, that that does not seem like something that happens very often where you have a team that leads in scoring, total defense, rushing defense, and passing defense all in the same season. Have you I mean, do you know like have you seen that before? I don't even know. An Iowa State team doing that? Like No, not even just an Iowa State team. I'm just saying any like, team. Any team. I mean, I, I don't know that I I'm sure it has happened, but it just it that seems pretty significant like iowa state's not doing it there's just no weakness to the defense right now you know i mean that's a credit to to obviously the staff but or to the guys that are are out there playing but i mean this defense has played better than i think anybody could have even expected coming into the season this is kind of going against our uh, target demographic listeners but do you think iowa's defense might have done that recent years 
Yeah, I mean, I guess they could have. Uh, maybe maybe Alabama, like during one of those national. Yeah, well, I, that's why I said I meant in the Big Twelve. I don't know. I, okay, I, gotcha. I'm sure it could have happened somewhere else nationally, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I I just meant in the Big Twelve. I I don't know the last time that I've seen that. We're all. Somewhere. I don't remember one defense that was like talked about as like a, a dynamic threat for a team and this Iowa state team, you know, the defense is the reason that fans expected to go eight and four, nine and three this year. And by that, I mean how they've reloaded and, and put new players in different spots and kept some of those same pieces and have been able to even turn it up a notch from last year's defense, uh, despite losing a couple of pieces. And I think that was kind of the formula for everywhere else. And it's gone according to plan exactly on the defensive side, but you know, mistakes kind of hinder uh, the other two units. I think uh, that defense is is not going to see much of a drop off either. You know, even when you start to move forward, I mean, I I just think this group is just going to keep getting better as long as the staff is here. With and then you think about some of these young guys that have coming up, some of the young guys who have played, Will McLaughlin, Jeremiah Cooper. I mean, some guys who have already made quite a few plays in their career as true freshmen. MJ pressure. Anderson has been insane this year. Yeah, he every week he's a he's a guy who jumps off the screen at you. If you're watching it on TV or if you're watching it live, it's just like, he is always around the football, you know? And I, I don't, I would be interested to know what happened at Minnesota, why he didn't play that much because it seems like he's the kind of guy that could help you just about anywhere, but maybe getting into more of the spread out, you know, it's not going to be all 11 guys in the box type of scenario, like what you're playing in the big 10 sometimes, you know, might've been good for him, but uh, that defense is just fun. Cause you just have playmakers at all three levels. And then, like I said, you just don't have a weakness, but um, let's talk about the offense. Um, I feel like they made some significant strides against Texas. Seems like they really took some steps forward. We saw Hunter Deckers play one of his, his better games outside of the, you know, really the one throw in the end zone uh, when I had a chance to go up 14 to nothing, but um they got to be able to figure out a way to run the football, especially against a team like Oklahoma that comes into this game, allowing 207 yards uh, rushing per game, which is more, almost 40 more or over 40 more, almost 50 more than what Kansas who's ninth in the league uh, allows. I mean, it's a full hundred yards less than Iowa state. This is a, this is a, a team that really, really can't stop the run, man. Like yeah. I, 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 I've, yeah, go ahead. I want to make a prediction, but I, and this is going to sound either really hectic or spot on. I don't know. It depends on what you think. Uh, yeah. If Iowa State can't reach 100 yards as a team rushing this weekend against Oklahoma, they won't make a bowl game, and they won't win this game. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. It just, have, this is the game where you have to get the rushing attack right because, you know, Matt Campbell said – it's integral to the success of his program to have a dynamic rushing attack that you can go to and open up that offense. And if you're going to do it, it's going to be this week off a of bye week, getting both those guys, uh, Cartavius Norton and Jirel Brock, uh, as healthy as they can be coming into this one. And it's inherently important that at least one of them is like 85%. I just hope that they can find a way to get both those guys into a rhythm. You know, it seems like things have been so disjointed for them especially over these last several weeks where, you know, you would finally get Cartavius back and then he's not really able to get into a game and get into a rhythm. You know, you, you thought you maybe had Jairo closer to being or being ready to go. And then uh, he carried the ball a couple of times and it was pretty clear that he was not at the, at the level you needed him to uh, needed him to be. But I, I feel like that group has way more potential than what they've put out so far this year. So I'm speaking from the, the Russian attack, but if they can get those guys healthy, I mean, huge opportunity to kind of spark you through the rest of the year. Do you think Cartavius is exclusively injury related or do you think some of it is being a freshman and in, in getting conditioned to um, not necessarily the speed of the game, but how many repetitions you got to go? I think at this point, it's probably purely uh, injury, injury, injury related. And the reason that I think that is, you know, you think back a couple of weeks ago, we're at the press conference and I think it was Travis Hines asked Matt Campbell, if he would consider redshirting Cartavius, if he didn't get back to full strength soon. And, and Matt, I mean, immediately, I no, yeah, no. And there, there was no other discussion, you know, and that, that told me right there, they know he's good enough to help them and help them win. And if they had had him here over these had had him healthy, you know, early in the season, 
maybe you feel a little bit better about that rushing attack. And I don't know that that's anything against Jirel because I think Jirel has had some stretches where he's been really, really good. It's just like, was, I think Cartavius. He's phenomenal Cartavius in that Iowa that. game. Yeah. 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 I, I think Cartavius has like big time, big time talent, you know? Yeah. And I think that's another thing too, is you look back at that, you know, Kansas is the ninth team in rushing uh, defense in the Big 12. And you look back at that game, and you're like, well, there wasn't much of a rushing attack. I think both guys were extremely hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the game Jirel did get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, I mean, I think Deion Silas carried the ball 15 or 20 times, you know, yeah. and that just is not, that's just not how Iowa State's going to be able to win. And that's not that De- Deion Silas can't help Iowa State's offense, but I, I just don't think that he has that ability to be a, every down back for you right now, you know, and I think Iowa state wins that game. If Jirel doesn't get hurt, I think he popped off his first run was for like seven or eight yards. You could see that there was some physicality at the line. And I mean, after he went out of the game, it just didn't matter, you know, but uh, no, it, I think I'm right there with you. If they don't run for a hundred yards, if they don't figure out a way to get some, or maybe I don't even know if you put a number on it, but like, if you can't find some level of rhythm in your rushing game, they will not win this game. I'm willing to drop the number to 93. I think the number. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I think uh, I, you just got to be able to figure out a way to control the clock. This offense is too explosive, you know, and that's what, I mean, ultimately has kind of been how Iowa state has been able to keep themselves in, you know, earlier in, in this, in Matt Campbell's tenure, keep themselves in games and then win games against Oklahoma was that they were able to run the football and control the clock and be, you know, play kind of a, you know, more of a game manager type of situation rather than trying to get into a shootout with them. And I think if Iowa state's in a shootout with this team, they're not, they, they won't win the game. Yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. Uh, a good defense is a good offense thing. You've got to get them off the field. Like a three and out this week is probably as bad of a three and out situation as you can have at any time in the game. The other thing that I hope to see is zero blocked punts. That's a ask. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's. Do you think it still is uh, that snap to punt timing that Woody was talking about a couple sure weeks? Ago? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably part of it, but I think too, it's just you got to know what you're doing and where you need to be, and and you have to execute. You know. Yeah, and, I, and I, I do think that there probably is an element of. I think Jeff and I talked about that even again this week on Monday, where you know Tyler Perkins, when he's been able to punt the ball, has been really good. It's just like you got to get the ball out of out of your hands and off your foot and out of there faster than what he's been able to do at times this season. Yeah. And I think like even just a, a block PAT that doesn't matter, it just shifts, shifts the momentum because special teams kind of, it, it feels like in the stadium, any special teams mistake is the whole special teams. Well, I was no. going to say, and at this point too, that anytime that something like that happens, it's, it's immediately, Oh, here we go again. You know, here we go again with the special teams. And I think you can see too, I mean, I think Texas, when they were able to block that punt, that there had to have been, they see something on on film that they feel like they could, you know, could attack that whatever Iowa had done, you know, or something like that, that it seems like even when he has been able to get some of those punts off, there's been times where it's like, man, he really had to rush that one just to get it off because he had somebody right in his face, you know? I was watching that one in the parking lot of a dirt track. Um, or in the infield of a dirt track, but it looked to me like the guy just ran in unblocked, right? The Texas one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked was like he was touched. Like it, yeah, and that's where I'm saying it comes communication or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, so you got to know who you got to block, you know, and you got to be able to figure out where where you guys are supposed to be. And I think maybe that's some, some of that is, you know, if they've changed schemes and things like that with the new guy that came in, I mean, I'm sure there's a learning curve to it, but man, it's, it can't be, the learning curve can't be that steep. Yeah, because, I mean, as we've talked about, like the defense has been solid. That's been your consistency. And Iowa State can't find a game where all three are consistent. It's either the offense has mistakes or the special teams unit has mistakes. And they weren't consistent against Iowa, but they snuck away with that win. It just hasn't come the same way in the last four games. All right, let's talk about some of the other games uh, around the Big 12 here. Maybe if uh, ESPN.com is going to load... This is why I have Phil Stills magazine sitting next to me at all times. At all times? At all times? Do you update it and everything and like fill the scores in? Yeah, I'm a week behind right now, but I was planning on doing that this afternoon. And 
That's my big. That's my biggest use of it. I don't know how much of it I read. Maybe ten percent, but I got all the scores down. I basically get that thing, and then I look at the All American teams, and then I never look at it again. <laughs> Bad fan. Uh, all right, let's look around the rest of these games in the Big 12. Uh, TCU going on the road to West Virginia. The Horn Frogs, seven and a half point favorites, over under 69. Man, TCU, dude, is a is a crazy story. This might they might be the best story in college football. I don't know if they're even being talked about enough, but uh, it just feels they, like they've been this close so many times, and they've never put everything together. Yeah, and they just need to get over the hump of these next two weeks. They go on the road to West Virginia, then they get Texas Tech at home next week, and then you get to close your season on the road at Texas, at Baylor, and then home against Iowa State. Like the, I feel like these two games are almost like these next two games for TCU are like the appetizer to a crazy stretch to end November. It's like, can you just finish strong here and get to that next kind of pot of games? Yeah. And you know, that's Iowa state's looking at it the same way for the bowl game. Um, Same two opponents at home, you know, and that you got to win your home games and you're going bowling, but obviously this one's different. Um, And with TCU situation, both those teams are like sneaky good. Like they've been, not so great in a couple of games, but it hasn't been a trend. They've had games where they've been lights out and they've had uh, games where they've, you know, shockingly upset or shockingly beat someone. So I'm not sure TCU is sneaking up on anybody now. I'm talking about West Virginia. And oh yeah. Yeah. West Virginia. I mean, yeah. Every time I watch them, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm like, man, I feel like this team should be better than what they are, you know? Yeah. And that's, it's a good problem to have, except if you like, continuously like keep losing like if they end three and nine or four and eight it's going to be viewed as a bad year in well i mean yeah obviously but i would be curious to see even if neil brown would be not just on the hot seat but if he'd get fired at that point i mean i, I think you'd have to be pretty borderline because it just doesn't seem like they've made any progress they, they don't they don't seem like they've gotten any better in the time that he's been there i think this is year three or four you know yeah fourth year here yeah yeah, I I don't know. I, it just feels like they're stuck in the purgatory of like being okay, you know, not being anything special, but not being bad either, being competitive. Um, all right, two thirty kick on Fox, Kansas State hosting number nine Oklahoma State. The Wildcats one and a half point favorites. Fifty five and fifty five and a half is the over under. Tickets as low as ninety nine dollars today to get in the building at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Man. Not today, I guess on Saturday, but man, that's a that's a tough ticket down in Manhattan. Get into I was that gonna, one. I was gonna say you said tickets as low as I was expecting it to be nine dollars, and you sounded kind of shocked. But yeah, ninety nine is steep. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a good one for them. I'm, I I uh, went to that stadium for the Iowa State game last year. We ended up just staying in the pavilion area because that's the only place you can drink in the stadium, mm-hmm. and you can just watch the game from there and just get back in line. Is Adrian Martinez gonna be back? Do you know, have you uh, seen anything? I've not seen anything on him. Huh. Matt Campbell's also gotten me like really like, Hey, wait, wait till Saturday gets here and just see who goes out there. If he, if he plays, I think they'll win that game. Yeah, I think so. I think TCU kind of gave you the blueprint on how to beat that team. And, you know, a lot of people were picking Oklahoma state at the start of the year. I probably would have, I don't remember who I even picked, but you know, Sanders has been there. He, he's done the same thing. They've, they haven't changed Oklahoma state, still Oklahoma state. So I think you got to attack them uh, and look at the teams that have been able to beat them over the past couple of seasons and figure out how to deal with that. Uh, Baylor takes on Texas tech as well. Um, there, I don't know. Baylor too. It just, I feel like they feel like they should be more in the hunt, but they're kind of like last year's Iowa state team in a sense where it's like everybody, I mean, they were the consensus favorites to win the league, you know, and not that they haven't underperformed, but they just have lost close games against good teams, you know, and just haven't been able to finish the deal to, to be up there in that. I mean, in that chase right now where it's kind of a three horse race with TCU, Oklahoma state and Kansas state. I, and I, I think they've underperformed to a point. I mean, that quarterback's really good. They have a good roster there. It definitely feels a little bit like Iowa State's team. Um, just because Baylor's had recent success, though, I, I feel like it was a little lesser. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that was where the allure was kind of missing me on that one. But 
yeah, they, I think they've underperformed. I'd, I'd say that because four and three is not where they wanted to be right now. And if they lose this game, it's a real downhill slope, you know? Yeah. Lost some, moment, some momentum here in year two under Dave Veranda. Uh, or is this year three? This is year three, right? I think it's the third. Yeah, this is year three. They third. weren't good in his first year, and then they were good last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, it'll be interesting. It should be another fun week uh, in uh, around college football. We'll you we'll have you back here just in uh, in a little bit after we talk to Chris and Brent. All right. Sounds good. All right, we're gonna toss things off to C Dub. We'll toss it off to Brent Bloom and Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture. Martin Clive here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KXNO. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmy, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Martin in Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. What is going on Thursday night here on KXNO Cyclone Fanatic Radio? Chris Williams, Brent Bloom with you. And we are joined by Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, uh, Tim, real quick, uh, shout out to our Bond Durant Blue Jay, uh, your, your daughter team going to state and volleyball. Shout out to the ladies. That's correct. 
That is correct. The Lady Jays Heck yeah. are headed back. It used to be Cedar Rapids, but it's uh, the Coralville area now with the old uh, Extreme Arena there. Yeah, we play Monday at 4 o'clock. Uh, had a heated battle with our rivals from North Polk. That's wild. Great that, game. That they yeah. got North Polk in the game to go to state. That's a, that was a yeah. big-time atmosphere. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was out of town, but watched it. I, I was on a work event, and I'm sitting at a table with three, with two of my peers, and we're glued to it like you wouldn't believe. And uh, there's no action packed great games. Nothing like great volleyball. It's the. It really is a hidden gem of a sport. I just. Yeah. I absolutely love watching great volleyball. I, I feel yeah, like Bonder ends. Uh, uh, go ahead, Bob. No, Bonder ends the dynasty on the rise here. Like we are on yeah. the. Or this is like Tom Brady Patriots 2001. Like, yeah. Um, you, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, uh, it's coming. I got, I got my daughter's at Dubuque right now. She's playing volleyball at Dubuque uh, University, and she went two years when she was in Bondurant. Yep. And now my sophomore in uh, Bondurant, she is uh, on her first trip there. So, yeah, great kids. Football's in the playoffs. Williams and I both live in Bondurant. You know, our kids are going to be athletes. Like, this yeah, is ground right. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, yours might have a chance. Mine certainly mine, don't. But uh, mine, mine are going to be great officials. <laughs> mine will be the uh, captains of the debate team. <laughs> That's right. That they will. <laughs> hey, just be involved. Just be involved. That's all you got to do. All right, uh, Timmy Mullen, Nebraska Furniture Mart. We got the big spooktacular. Spectacular. That's right. Coming up tonight, or excuse me, I'm, I'm ahead of myself here by a day, guys. Tomorrow, five to eight. Uh, we got pumpkin painting, Woo. live costume characters. So I was right about that last week. Who are the characters? I need to know the characters. Now you're pressing me, man. Oh, I just, gotta show up. I just knew they were happening. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. You got to show up. But I'm told there'll be some fun ones. There's some inflatable games like Connect Four, uh, scavenger hunt throughout the store, uh, costume contests for NFM gift cards. It's all free to the public. Uh, we're really excited about it. Like I said, it's grown every year. We're anticipating a couple hundred kids coming out and having a good time. And while you're out with the kids, you know, take advantage of some of the highlights that we have going for folks like our Halloween weekend store savings, uh, 24 month financing on 499 and up. We got electronics offers up to $400 off some TVs, just some great deals going on, but you know, it, it, it'll be chilly tomorrow night. Uh, bring your kids inside, have a good time, let our staff entertain them, and you can take a walk around and see what you might want to upgrade in the old house. Be chilly tomorrow night, but the, the picks are hot. Well, bat- yeah, hey, they are. Good good news for you, Tim. Batman and Superman are going to be there. Oh, the Bloom family. Josh, no yeah. way. Yeah. That's awesome. We can't wait. Hey, if they uh, behave. Yeah. The well, NFM spooktacular has been holding over their head as behavior for the last 10 days. <laughs> Brent, what are you I'm going to, to be? be the bait. What are you going to be for Halloween? Do you have a costume? I'm going to be a Big 12 referee. <laughs> really? Yep. No, I don't. Actually, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, uh, um, I'm going to be. I love the specificity there, Big 12. Not just a referee, but a Big I'm 12. Just, so are you blind? My, like, are you going to be I'm going to have a stick in my glasses. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah. a pickle. I got a cut. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be. I'm going to be a dilf. <laughs> it's going to be great. Y'all have to come by the house. You guys know I like to go all out on the, on the Halloween. So yeah, incredible. We're gonna have some incredible. fire. We're gonna have all sorts of good stuff. We're gonna have beers. Come on by the the Williams house. Hopefully, celebrating an Iowa State win. I don't know if I'm gonna be in very um, Halloween mood. Halloween my, spirit. Yeah. My, my, we might just be. We might be yelling at kids in Bondurant. My, my Dilf. Yeah. My Dilf costume might be a bit uh, raw and limp. Limp. If if Iowa State. <laughs> goes 0 and 5 to start the Big 12. But here we are. I feel good about it. Okay. Not the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's let Tim uh, guide us into picks. Yeah. I'm going to reel us back in here, gentlemen. <laughs> Get this train back on tracks here with uh All right, so last week after 7 weeks, uh Bloom led the week going 3 and 2. Chris, you and I went 2 and 3. Uh that did put him Even in game Steven, up baby. On me. Yeah, I'm just right yeah, there. Yeah, you, you you are 20 and 20 on the year. You are the definition of mediocrity. All right. Uh, Bloom and I are, are forging ahead. He is eight games over 500. I am seven. He's 24 wins. I'm 23. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I love where you're at, Chris. Just, I'm just hanging don't around. Go too high, don't go too low. Hanging right, just around. Hanging in there. So we got some fun games this week to start off with. Uh, Big 12 is kind of quiet this week, so I threw a couple of Big 10s in there, but – 
We'll start off with, uh, I, I just think this is a fun game. Number 17, Illinois, uh, is heading to Nebraska. Uh, they are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at Memorial, uh, is Illinois. Uh, what, what do you got here, Bloom? What you thinking? Yeah, this this is weird. Um, this is yeah. the hook. This is a hook in the other way. They want me to take Nebraska here. They really want me. They're 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 baiting me to take Nebraska in front of that <coughs> sellout. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm going with Illinois though. I think Illinois is just more physical. They can run the ball. They can suck the clock down. And this is this is twenty eight seventeen Illini. Uh, right, what do you got here, C Dub? Uh, I'm I'm taking the points. I'm taking the points in the home team. Listen, I mean, I got a lot of respect for Illinois. I had their win total over on the air. Already cashed that. Uh, I've been saying since week one, I thought they could win the the Big Twelve, the, the Big Ten West. But I don't think that there's that big of a difference between them and like the bottom of the Big Ten West either. And Nebraska seems to be trending upward with this other coach now what does that mean you know they're not like you know like listen they're still not very good but again like they can score they're one of the only teams in the west that can score points and i've got illinois on upset alert heading into lincoln i think illinois wins the the football game but i'm gonna take the points in the hook in nebraska yeah i'm I'm, uh i'm with you here c-dub i i do think that illinois uh does come out on this but when you're giving me more than a touchdown at home, and again, like you said, I don't know that there's a team in the nation that scores more points that loses than Nebraska. I yep. mean, really, they have an offense. They just don't win games. And so, to me, getting over a touchdown at home, I will I will ride with you here in Nebraska. Uh, second game, uh, probably the best uh, – well, maybe one of the best. We'll talk about another one here in a minute. But number two, Ohio State, 15-and-a-half-point favorite on the road uh, at Penn State. Uh, number 13, Penn State, home dogs of 15-and-a-half versus Ohio State. I'll start here real quick. I mean, you know, last week we talked about Iowa's defense going to Ohio State, and, I mean, they just – they're insane. That team is insane. Uh, you know, we talked about could they get the 45 and cover by 30, and not only they did that more. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, that was with them playing poorly an entire half. And they woke up in the second half and went, oh, wait, this is what we do. So uh, I don't know if 15 and a half is enough right now. I don't think Penn State's as good as their number 13 ranking gives them. So I will take Ohio State uh, to more than cover that 15 and a half and win by three touchdowns uh, at PSU. What do you got here, Chris? I'll probably ride with you. I think this is one for me where it's trust the number. I just feels to me. In these big spots, James Franklin, more often than not, is fraudulent. I think he's really good against teams that with less talent and that they should win. But in these spots, he tends to not perform. And with that, uh, I, I will go the opposite of what I said with the Big Ten West. I think the difference in the top and the bottom of the Big Ten East is vastly significant. Not that Penn State's at the bottom, but they're certainly – more towards the middle, and man, I just we saw the difference in Penn State and Michigan, and I think we'll see it between Penn State and Ohio State as well. So give me the Buckeyes. Yeah. So the one thing to keep in mind here is this is an 11 a.m. game. If it was a night game, you know, I'd I'd really like Penn State. However, yeah. I still like Penn State at 15 and a half. I think Ohio State is great. I, I thought they they honestly sign showed some signs of vulnerability offensively against Iowa. Smith and Jigba still hurt. I think Penn State's good enough to at least keep that within two touchdowns at home. Okay. All right. That's a tough I do game. agree. That's a hard number. If it was at night and a wideout, that's a tough place to go play. But 11 a.m. loses kind of the – And I know Ohio State's been lights out on defense, but at some point somebody's going to get yeah. to 20 on those guys, and I think Penn State can do it. Well, we'll head over uh, back to the Big 12, gentlemen, for the top 25 tilt in that division where this is nearly a toss-up. I got it at a one-point game, but number nine, Oklahoma State, traveling to number 22, K-State. K-State favored by one at home. I have no idea. I will pick once you two educate me. Go. Uh, The wrong team's favored. I'm taking Oklahoma State here. Uh, We rolled with TCU last week and got a win, and – 
Kansas State is banged up now. They're going to be probably starting to back up quarterback who played pretty well against TCU. And, and in fact, it could work to their advantage because they're not as multi-dimensional. They're not as one-dimensional with Will Howard. But I just I think Oklahoma State's a better team. We said last week we'll know a lot more about Kansas State after this three-week stretch. And I think that we are trending that they are a middle-of-the-pack team in the Big 12 and not a legitimate contender. So wrong team favor, Bloom. Give me Gundy in the Cowboys. Yeah, but what concerned me again, Oklahoma State's defense in the first half against Texas was awful. Valid. They could, couldn't stop the run, couldn't Valid. do anything. Yep, yep. Uh, the Martinez thing is scary. I mean, if he if he's going to go, he I, I, I like he's questionable with a lower body injury, but aren't we all? Um, <laughs> I So... I don't know. I'm going to go with K State just because they're at home, and I don't. I don't love Oklahoma State. I just don't. I just think they are six and one, and it's great, and they're a top ten team. But I, I'm not. I'm not bought in yet, especially to go on the road I, at a tough place. Were you play. surprised at the spread of this? Like I, I kind of was. I thought that it would yeah. get flipped. I thought. It, I thought. I think Oklahoma State should be. I mean, I thought Oklahoma State would come out like a three or four point favorite. Me here. too. Yeah, me too. And the fact that it's the other way just kind of. Yeah. And I'm. I'm not just picking against C Dub because it's fun, but I. I do think mm-hmm. K State. Pulls us out somehow. Well, as much as you're not picking against him because it's fun, I'm not riding with him because it's fun. <laughs> but I am now three games with C Dub, so I am yeah. a little scared. Yeah, uh, mediocrity. You're going 500, man. Next week, we'll find a way to I go 500. Yeah, uh, I'll ride with the mullet here. I just think uh, you know, even if Adrian is good to go, uh, I, I think Oklahoma's proven itself a couple times to me when I doubted them. So. We will go there with them. Uh, The fourth game on the slate, gentlemen, this one continues to blow my mind when I see the spread, and it is Northwestern at Iowa. Iowa favored by 11. That would mean they'd have to score 11 points to win 11 to nothing at the worst. I don't believe that's even remotely possible. I will take plus Pat Fitzgerald loves to screw with Iowa. Uh, and he's a better coach right now, even with lesser talent. So I will take Northwestern getting 11 points at Iowa. What do you got here, Bloom? I, I'm i tired of this interrogation. Um, <laughs> I don't like your tone. Your tone. I don't like your, your tone. tone's all wrong. I don't like your tone, too. I don't like your tone. Your tone's all wrong, man. <laughs> That'll never get old. Um, no. I don't know. I mean, well, this, you have to make seems- a pick. I don't know. It seems obvious, <laughs> yeah. though, to take Northwestern. It just, it, what am I missing oh, here? I, I put three units on Northwestern the second okay. the spread came out. Uh, the, yeah. the, now, the more I think about it, the more it's like, well, I was probably going to get a defensive touchdown. Um, how does Northwestern? More. Yeah, like, yeah. but then I'm also like, I like Tim's point about Fitzgerald, and he, it wasn't like if, if for some god ungodly reason Kirk Ferentz would play Spencer Petrus, like it's over because Fitzgerald knows everything that they're going to do before they do it. The only thing that scares me about this is Iowa's defense goes from Ohio State to Northwestern in one week, and that's like going from the Kansas City Chiefs to playing um, Roosevelt. Right, like it's that's yeah. a pretty big drop off in in one week, and I feel like the Iowa defense is going to be running around out there doing whatever the hell it wants. So it scares me a little bit, but if you're just doing math and numbers, you take the points here with the total being as low as it is. So I I want Northwestern in those points. Boom. Yeah, I'll I'll do that same. I'll take Northwestern. I, <laughs> All right. I mean, don't be just, too confident. Well, I mean, can can Iowa get to? I mean, yeah, just. 11 points is I, a lot. I think Padilla's considerably gives them a better chance to score points than Petrus. So if he actually starts, then... At a minimum, he's not going to just stand there and get sacked. Correct. He's going to run. He might make some crazier plays, but yeah. the, the one thing to think about, too, is that, I mean, it, I mean, as much as you said our defense might grab a, a pick or two, mm-hmm. we're surely to give up one or two as well. This is I mean, true. as fast as we've been getting them, we've been giving them away, so... I mean, Northwestern's very disciplined. I, I just, 11 points, I'll take it all day long. Uh, final game on the docket, gentlemen, is uh, Oklahoma coming to Jack Trice, uh, favored by two points on the road is what I have it at. Oklahoma, two-point favor at Jack Trice. Uh, what time is the game there, them 11 o'clock. 
which I don't love. Nine o'clock game. Yeah, I wish this was more of a two thirty or a six o'clock later afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you gentlemen go here, Bloom. What do you What do you think here? Oklahoma giving up two at Iowa State. I'm I'm playing purely odds here, and that Iowa State has been so close at home and gets it done. Gets it done finally. Twenty seven, twenty four. Cardinal and gold. See them. Yeah, I'll probably take the points just because it's the home team. Well, here's my analysis on Oklahoma elite offense with Dylan Gabriel, and he's back. So that's that's a really big note uh, that you have to make. You know, my biggest thing is with Oklahoma. I think they'll be better defensively. Venables isn't an idiot, right? They'll be better defensively after their bye week. I don't think there's any question. But I think that it, they're largely broken roster right now. And unlike Iowa State, like they like Iowa State, even when its offense has been bad, it's been moving the football. It just hasn't been able to execute. When Oklahoma's defense has been bad, it's been porous. And I'm going to ride with Iowa State kind of getting a little momentum against Texas going against a defense that's not as good in Oklahoma. And I'm very reluctantly going to pick Iowa State to win the game. But this one is uh, – I I wouldn't bet your paycheck on it, Tim. I, I really don't know. I think there's a reason this is a total pick em. Both teams coming off of a bye week makes – it throws another wrench into it. But I'll, I'll play Iowa State only because they're the home team. Yeah, I'm going to go with you here, but I'm, I'm going to go with you because I think Iowa State's defense has been playing pretty well. Yep. And I don't think Oklahoma can muster – I, I don't think I, I don't think they have an offensive identity. I think Venables will fix a defense. Uh, maybe not entirely this game, but by the end of the year, I mean that's a specialty. But you know, they went and hired this defensive genius to fix a team that needed offensive help, and I don't think they have it. So I will ride with Iowa State's defense. So we are uh, just for you know the reminder here: three full games, Bloom's on his own, and then two games we're all together. So uh, you know. I just feel like I'm going to lose all those games that I'm with you, C-Dub, no offense. Thanks. I'm glad to have, yeah. I'm glad you have so much confidence in my uh, picking ability. Hey, I am yeah. I am a lot of things in this world, and consistent is one of them. Is one of them. <laughs> all right. Love well, it, guys. Well, Tim, it'll be a fun week, and uh, we'll we'll look forward to the weekend. Yeah, bring the kids on out best tomorrow night. with the event. Yeah. Five to eight. Yeah, the spooktacular is a great time. And, again, shout out to the lady, Jason Bondurant. A little bias. uh Plug, if you will. Uh, happy for my daughter Haley and all their friends. Are a great, great group of uh, of young people. They're really fun to be around. So hey, and so just we're go get that done Monday. Just warn your employees if a if a Dilf pickle walks <laughs> through tomorrow. It's just me. All right, no need to uh, call the authorities. Uh, yeah, actually, can I, I get need, like a can I get like a picture so I can put it like an APB out to watch out for that? Yeah, do whatever you need to do. I'll I'll send it. All the, right. The, 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 I, the good the good news as a Big Twelve official, I won't see you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we have to end it on that. He is Brent Bloom. He is Tim Mullen. Uh, picks. There you go for the weekend. More Cyclone Fanatic Radio after this here on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KXNO. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones. Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NMS. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. 
Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Cycle Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy, and I for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones! Welcome back in here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show, powered by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on the Morning Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Thanks to Chris Brent and, of course, our friend Tim uh, Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive for uh, joining us, as always, uh, here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Connor, you had an idea for uh, for what we could do here. We only have a couple minutes left, but you wanted to compare some Big 12 teams to some Halloween candy? Yeah, uh, after hearing just how poor Chris's picks were on the show, just yeah. sitting through listening to that, it was barbaric. I have no clue what to say. Uh, I thought we could compare uh, Big 12 teams to Halloween candy. Yeah, okay. I, I'm list- interested to hear your list here then, because I know you just came up with this off the top of your head. But it yeah. wouldn't shock me if you'd also put considerable thought into it previously. Well, I would say right now TCU is the only undefeated team, so you have to give them Reese's. And I'm not going color combination here because obviously that'd be Oklahoma State had they won right. against TCU. Right. So, T- so Reese's are undefeated, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I used to come home and eat like four Reese's every day after school and play video games, and that's how I got really fat. So childhood memories. What do you got for Iowa State? What's Iowa State's uh, candy? Ooh, I don't know. Right now, they're an Almond Joy. Oh, geez. And yeah, more consistency. You know, you, you flutter your way up to Milky Way. But right now, it's they're steadfast. Just rock hard. Yeah. Just crunchy. And yeah. Who, whoever thought, like, let's put almonds in candy. Like, I don't agree with those people. I've never understood the people who get, like, the Hershey's with almonds. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, if you want a Hershey's bar, just get the, you know, just get a Hershey's bar. Uh, yeah. What's you Oklahoma? Oh, well, okay. Let me think on Oklahoma. I got a good one for Kansas. They're more of a 
one of those uh, Hershey's ice cream bars or the Snickers ice cream bars. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm thinking, I'm thinking Snickers, but it's really good if you have it at the right time, except it can be really bad if it's very hot outside. I mean, it is October. I don't know if I think of that as Halloween candy though. Snickers ice cream bar. Okay. We can, we can switch it up a little bit. Okay. Okay. Oklahoma state. That's definitely a hundred grand bar. You know how old those things are. Mike Gundy, same thing. That's been going on for a while. I think they're, that's their identity. They're saying they're the 100 grand bar. Yeah. The logo, the logo's barely changed in the past 15 years, let alone anything about the candy. So I feel like, uh, West Virginia would be like an apple. There, you get the app, but I don't know if that fits like, West Virginia. An actual either. apple. Were people in Clorinda handing you apples? Well, I feel like that's the stereotypical, like, you know, uh, your doctor bad your, thing, or uh, either that or the dentist is going to give you like a toothbrush or something, you know? Okay. Okay. I can see where you're coming from there. It's just a bad, it's just a bad thing to give to people on Halloween, but there's always that person that thinks they're outsmarting the game and they're like, Oh, I'm going to give them a healthy snack, you know? <laughs> So would, I want to give Kansas State something, but I yeah. feel like I'll give Texas. Texas is just the weird guy that hands you like a pop. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. You just get a can of that. Yeah. Throw that in your sack. Yeah. And it might be kind of sh- and like it might be shaken up. It might explode on you the second that you open it, but you're kind of taking a risk. You know. Yeah, it, I mean, it's probably dusty. It's probably been in this basement for three, four months. And he's just trying to get rid of them. He he forgot it's Halloween, and he went and got the twelve pack of Dr Pepper that he bought. And he's like, "Is how many ever many kids come? They're getting a the Dr Pepper, and then we're done. I'm turning the lights off." <laughs> oh man, you got any other ones? Well, I want to hear. Did you think of one for Oklahoma? For Oklahoma, oof. I don't have a good one right now for Oklahoma. I think Kansas State's kind of the Hershey kiss on everything. You know, you look at those and, and you've got 15 and it looks really artistic and it looks nice. And then you eat one and you're like, that was a lot of effort just to open this. I mean, they're kind of, it, they're good. They taste fine. It just it's doesn't just, last very long. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> never very satisfying. All right, Connor, never change, man. <laughs> That's pretty, that was pretty good for a minute of prep work. Yeah, it was. That was pretty good coming off the top of your head. I, I, I'm impressed. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Reminder, we'll be he, uh, back here on, on KXNO Saturday morning, 8 o'clock. Uh, myself and Jeff Woody talking Iowa State and Oklahoma on the Cyclone Fanatic Tailgate Show, powered by the Iowa Port Producers. Uh, thanks again to our friends at Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. We'll be back same time, same place next week here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.